This is a HeadGum Podcast. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and we say thank you. We say thank you for another beautiful, blessed day. We say thank you that you have kissed us and awaken us again. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Father, we ask that you would strengthen our bodies. We ask that you would strengthen our minds. We ask that you would give us peace on the inward parts, the deepest, innermost parts of our soul. Father, we ask that you would just refresh us once again. We thank you. We ask that you would provide every need that we need provision. And we just thank you for being good. And we love you. Amen. Amen. Black Excellence this week goes to 15-year-old Osir Black, who just published his first book called Love Letters to My Son. The book is filled of letters from moms to their Black sons and touches on racial and social justice issues and mental health. He got inspired to write the book after reading his letters his grandmother left behind to her family. He said when he saw the impact of a mother's word, he wanted to share that love. Ooh, come on, little boy at 15. Come on. The Bible says train him up, girl. Okay. Yes, God. We all right. Oh, see. My little brother. I think I, I want to buy that book. Okay. We'll buy that. We're not even going to try to get a sponsor. Like, we're going to buy that ourselves. We're going to invest our money into this black business. You do the same. Okay. Fabulous. It's our 16th episode! It's so crazy to think, you know, um, that I started uh, a podcast. You know, I started one before the pandemic with another production company, and then the pandemic happened, and then everything just kind of stopped. And... To start this one with HeadGum and to be able to connect with all of you and to share my heart, my feelings, my thoughts, as well as give you some tips and tricks that I learned along the way or with, or whatever I don't know, I will gladly bring someone on to make sure that we are educated and informed to be the best forms of ourselves. Amen. Amen. So I'm very excited about that. Now, after all of that excitement, my heart is um, seasoned, it's cooked, deep fried batter, and I am over it because Will Smith said on a podcast that he might consider a career in politics. Now, let's just read what he said. He said, I believe in understanding between people and I believe in the possibility of harmony. I will certainly do my part, whether it remains artistic or at some point venture into the political arena. Now, I'm just going to say this, Will Smith. Sit Sit your your ass ass down. Who wants that? Sit your ass down, Will Smith. We don't need no more actors in the government, okay? Let us say that one more time. We have no time for actors in the government, okay? We have seen the coonery and buffoonery since Reagan, okay, when they started getting actors, okay? Now, look, 
The reality of decency, this, that, and the third, and understanding har- harmony between people. Sir, you have not been broke, destitute, hungry in a very, very long time. Your children don't know the struggle. Your wife don't know the struggle. And I cannot believe that you, after all of these years of privilege in whiteness, and I'm going to say in whiteness, okay, that you are now going to lead a crippled, mangled, highly dysfunctional country with race issues that you care to ignore and with a wealth gap and hemorrhaging finances, baby girl, please sit your punk ass down. Sit down. No, no, no. Okay? You won't it. Donald Trump won't it. Ronald Reagan won't it. Okay? We have no time for that. If you think about it and you know the history of America, you know that Reagan was a yes man. And he was an actor. You know what I mean? We look at Donald Trump. He was an actor. He did the same thing. Like, Donald Trump is in office And he has these big corporations telling him what to do. So once again, another actor, like, how can we believe that you are going to fight for the people when you don't even live amongst the people? Baby girl, you were gagged that Tiffany Haddish wanted to use a Groupon. Like, no. 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 Am I wrong? We love you. Please sit down. Like, y'all don't even have a functioning, healthy relationship quite as it is kept. She is miserable. You have been fucking this other woman for years. Allegedly. But y'all just gonna keep face. Like, sit down. No, ma'am. No, baby. Like, we really would like to know... Like, J- Jaden, first of all, Will Smith and Jada Pinky, y'all are not about to be nobody's first and first lady president. No, ma'am. You need to get your house in order before you try to get up. No, sit down. Sit down down. And we don't want no light skin privilege. Uh Uh-uh. No, baby. It needs to be deep melanin. Kamala is the last light one that's taken. No, ma'am. Sit down. Next. Ooh. All right, y'all. So, Miss Sweet to the T, you know I'm really not a fan, okay? Um, But she did pick the right one, okay? She got the right Migo, okay? She got the one that got the pin. I know that's right. Y'all are dragging her online because she likes to put ranch on her spaghetti. I'm not going to disagree with that because we have all gone to a potluck and had that salad with the ranch. Right, and then you had, like, Margaret's spaghetti right next to it. You ate the salad. There was some leftover ranch dressing. You slopped it up. Ooh, it's kind of good. You kept it. I think it's... I Look, sweetie, I, I might want to taste it. Maybe they didn't... You know, maybe she went to somebody's house and they didn't season their uh, tomato sauce. And she didn't want to be rude. Well, I think putting ranch on salad dressing it. Some, what if they were Italian and you go to, like, some Italian mom's house? Can you imagine? That would be so rude. That'd be horrible. It's March, and I thought it would be fun to do something a little sporty, a little sporty spice. Introducing March Madness! Damn, Zaddy. He's a Zaddy. Family, the categories are hot guys for music. Family, we have LL Cool J. Ain't afraid to pull my hands, spank me from the back. No doubt. The original eat. Okay, he would lick his lips and everybody just, damn, right? Ooh, girl. Y'all remember when he lost weight and got in shape? But he's still with his baby mama, though, so we can't be mad at him. And the late Nipsey Hustle. Like, Nipsey was fine. Ooh, girl. 
lively. Next up, hot in pop culture. We have Michael B. Jordan. That is the black guy in Wakanda. What? He was the bad villain. Versus Rihanna's ex-boyfriend. We don't know his name. We just know he is a billionaire with a cute face and that cute little nose. I like a man with a nose like that. That's cute. Um, Hot guys from TV. We have Blue Kimball from Ruthless. They showed Frontal Girl. They showed all of his business. Ooh. I don't know if it was his or prosthetic, but they did show his business. It was a lot of hang time for Flaccid. Um, And we have Idris Elba, who um, is delicious. He's English. And Hot Guys of Sports. All right. We have some of the sports athletes in the house. We have the one and only Mr. Russell Wilson. That's Sierra's baby daddy, who I thought, no shade, Sierra, I thought your baby daddy was the gay NFL player because they kind of look alike. Do they not? I think they do. Um, and we also have Kelly Uber Jr. He's the new up-and-coming, like, hottie. I don't know, is he on the legend of Jordan or LeBron? But... We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. All right, round one. We have LL Cool J or Nipsey Hussle. Though LL Cool J is the original coochie eater, I'm going to give this one to Mr. Nipsey because Nipsey has given back to the community where he actually got shot, I believe, was in front of one of his businesses. His business was in the hood and it employed people in the hood, okay? So we are giving it to him. But L. Kuja, if you want to show us your six pack, we would gladly appreciate it. Um, okay, so that was L. Kuja versus Nipsey Hustle representing the music category, and Nipsey Hustle is the winner. All right, we have representing hot guys of pop culture. We have Michael B. Jordan or Rihanna's ex-boyfriend, the rich one, the rich billionaire. I believe, he is he a Saudi or is he a Persian? Either way, he was cute. Um, I'm going to go with the billionaire. Um, Rihanna... <laughs> Rihanna Billionaire wins the category. Like, Michael B. Jordan is cute. I do feel like he would love me. He slightly... I feel like Michael B. Jordan would cook for me. I feel like Rihanna's boyfriend, uh, ex-boyfriend, would look at me like I'm crazy when I'm sick. But at least I'll be paid. I would be paid, y'all, okay? I, look, with the billion dollars that he gives me, um, I can hire me a servant. Or, now here we go, should we, should we do a TKO between Rihanna's billionaire or Janet Jackson's ex-billionaire? Because both of them have all your money and both of them were cute. Um, so actually, Janet Jackson boyfriend wins. Because uh, he has all your money too. Lovely. Damn, daddy. All right, now, representing hot guys of TV, who do we have? Who's going to win? Um, Blue Kimball is beautiful. Idris Elba is gorgeous. I'm going to say Idris because he has that accent. That skin is more melanated. Um, I feel like he got more money in the bank. He's been acting a little bit longer. 
Here we go. Now, hot guys of sports. Russell Wilson, Kelly Uber. I'm going to give this one to Russell Wilson because he got Sierra pregnant with two babies and is fathering the baby um, that Future cannot afford because he got all them other baby mamas. Um, Russell Wilson, we love you. Like, Russell Wilson is one of them good black men. You can be like, you know what? <laughs> I wish he was my dad. You know, one of those. Very that. Um, okay, so the first one is Nipsey Hussle or Janet Jackson's billionaire husband. I'm gonna say Janet Jackson's billionaire husband, one, because he married her, okay? He didn't just get her knocked up and did the whole Hollywood thing. Like, he did it right. You know, he made her a woman of um, their people, you know what I mean? Like, very, very that. And he was faithful, to the agreement that she would leave if they got divorced with, like, a hefty settlement and she left with um, child support. So he takes care of his kids. That's oil money, baby. I'm going with the oil. Am I wrong for that? Girl, I mean, Nipsey's baby mama, she all right, but she gonna have to make sure that she use good money management, girl, because that money in Hollywood is... I hope they move to Atlanta. No shade, Cardi B lives in Atlanta and is living her best life, which is why she's able to spend $60,000 on a purse. All right, y'all, this next battle doom, 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 is between Idris and Russell Wilson. Now, Idris is worth $30 million. He's been in the industry since 1994. And our dear lover, Brother Russell, is worth $125 million. Well, saints and friends, the orphan rate has been passed, and we're taking the collection, okay? Russell Wilson. Girl, that's why Sierra looking good, okay? That's why she she ain't got to sing no more music. She ain't got to sing my goodies, my goodies, my goodies, my nothing, bitch. She is paid, bitch. $125 million? No wonder he can take care of Future's kids, bitch. Here you go. Right now, like... In my head, I have at least been with Janet Jackson's billionaire husband. So I believe that I'm going to walk away from this situation with some money. Um, even though I cannot be pregnant like Janet, we will fadangle some kind of coins. I'm going to choose Russell, though, only because I feel like when you have the money of billions, somebody's always trying to take it from you. Also, I feel like with the billion dollars, you can have a hoe on every continent, and I would not know. Yeah, you know, I don't want you to bring nothing back to me. I'm good. I'm going to choose Russell. He's a good black man. He He's he's a father. Um, and he look like he can cook. You know what I mean? Like, his jokes might be cheesy. You know what I mean? But he look like he buys good Welch's, you know? Great. All right, family, and we'll be right back with a special guest, my dear, dear friend, my brother, Brother Josh Gwynn. family we are back and we have a fabulous fabulous guest our next guest has made a name for themselves producing some of the biggest podcasts in the last few years legendary children they stepped in front of the mic with podcast queen tracy clayton to bring us back issue 
a podcast dedicated uh, dedicated to lovely reflection of pop culture and social commentary. Uh, Time Magazine calls it one of the best podcasts in 2020. Okay, so that means I need to step my pussy up. Everybody, please welcome my dear friend, <laughs> Brother Josh Wheel. Hi. You know, Thank I like to make everybody me. sound... It's so nice to be here. Yes, I like to make everybody sound sanctified. So you know how the Catholic Church puts saints, I, you know... Uh, Pentecostal church put brother and sister in front mm-hmm. or they. So, you know, now we have to say they. So anyway, <laughs> brother Josh, brother Josh. Okay. Tell us first of all, now we were chit-chatting in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You had Shirley Caesar, the legendary <laughs> Shirley Caesar. For those of y'all who grew up like me and brother Josh, you know mm-hmm. that um, Shirley Caesar is much like Kim Burrell from what we thought. Uh, that they don't, <laughs> yeah, that part, that they don't really uh, congregate. You know, they let us mm. do the makeup. They mm. let us, you know, decorate the little uh, pastor's quarters. We can sing mm. the the mixed notes for the altos mm-hmm. and sopranos. Mm-hmm. But to Kiki on a podcast, please tell me how this happened real quick. Like, so the, the episode that we uh, had, uh, let me back up because my mom would kill me reverend <laughs> shirley reverend Caesar shirley on, Caesar, you know yes. um Sorry. we me and tracy my co-host we were talking about how uh during the middle of the pandemic there's a lot going on we were feeling a lot of stuff uh-huh. and one of the things that really made us feel better was gospel music uh like it was just something that that we were all turning to even though maybe we hadn't been to church in a while yeah um but there's something about gospel music that just feels really restorative. It feels really uh, familiar. It feels like home. Mm-hmm. It feels like hope. And so, I but I felt really conflicted, right? Because I was like, you know, I haven't been to church since I don't know when, but th- is it right for me to, like, be going to this music? I feel a little... Yes. A little <laughs> conflicted. Let me just so, let the viewers know. Yes. He, exactly. Eternity is written on your hearts, boo-boo. Exactly. Bam. And so I was like, why not go to the source? We're going to ask Reverend Shirley Caesar if it's okay for us to find solace in this music at this that time, awesome. if, even if we hadn't gone to church. And she made us feel so much better. She, <laughs> she was a pleasure and a joy and just so wise. And it was such a great conversation. Okay. I think, okay, Danielle, I want Shirley Caesar. Girl, I want you to actually, <laughs> I want the controversial interview. I want Kim Burrell. I want to know why Ooh. did you say what you said? Because you sang yeah. with us for too many years. Since she would not have a career if we did not go in for Kim Burrell, okay? Because that's still, I'm still holding on. <laughs> gotta keep, that's us, okay? Still playing right. that bitch, still getting the right. runs down, okay? So right. she's still getting royalties off of us. But that is mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay, so here we go. Talking about the 90s. Now, can I just go in real quick? Um, mm-hmm. Because you are a beautiful individual of a particular age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell my age and be vulnerable, as Wendy Williams would say, vulnerable. Uh, (laughs) Can we talk? Yeah. Can we talk? Mm -hmm. How old are you? Uh, 33. I turned 33 Uh, in January. Okay, so I'm older than you. Okay, then receive the blessing. Okay, so first off, the concept, right, 
uh, back issues. Like, why mm. is it important? And now that I know that you're 33, so you really grew up in the 90s with yeah, me that was in the my 2000s. Of age. Oh yeah. my gosh, so many wonderful black shows. Like, bring back mm-hmm. black television, baby. Okay. Absolutely. So tell us, like, first of all, the 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 concept of back issue, and because when you first hear it, and then you hear that you know y'all are melanin, it, you're like, oh, okay, so this is about to be. Back issues, black issues, like, oh, bitch, they went back. <laughs> they said, you said we were supposed to have this, 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 this. We got exactly. that. Exactly. But, so tell us, what's the tea? So, Back Issue was is a show about formative pop cultural moments where me and my co-host, Tracy Clayton, we go back and we revisit some moments that we that we talk about, like that mm-hmm. our culture, we talk about all the time, but maybe might not have gotten like a big write-up in like the New Yorker magazine. Mm-hmm. But we're super formative to us and we think are important. So, for example, one of the first episodes that we did was about America's Next Top Model mm-hmm. and the <laughs> ridiculousness that Tyra put those girls through <laughs> and how... This might not exist today. Like, you know, like, I don't know if they would have been able to put girls in, in blackface and yeah, um, have, Talk have about it. and call, Talk about a, it. call a girl that, you know, has vitiligo uh, a panda. Um, but in revisiting these moments, we can kind of see, like, how far culture has shifted, how mm-hmm. it's moved, mm-hmm. um, whether we're in a better place or a worse place. or uh, And it kind of can, you know teach us about like where we are right now. And I also think that like <sighs> given everything that's happened in the last 2 years um there's like a really I know for I know for me for example at the beginning of the pandemic season 1 of the pandemic <laughs> I was watching Tiger King with the rest of y'all like I was watching it with the rest of y'all I was making my sourdough bread and stuff and I got to a point where I couldn't watch anything new anymore like my spirit was shot like I couldn't do, I couldn't it was too much. And so I really think <clears throat> that the real the spirit of the show is like using nostalgia as a way to keep yourself safe when the world mm-hmm. feels like too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very bad. Uh, two things I'm going to say. Um, <clears throat> one, I love that you said we can see that the pinnacle has shifted, but mm. to say whether better or for worse, I love mm. the way that you worded that uh, because there are something, because I struggle. Like I talked to my sister Danielle, she's a producer on the show, and I say, sis, like, my sis, we have come a long way, mm. but I refuse to accept. The progress, essentially, because Mm. um, you cannot tell me in 64 when he said, I have a dream that this is what it was. What it was. And you cannot tell me that and expect Mm. me to be okay with this when his last speech was, I led my people into a burning building. Right. And we don't talk about that, you know? So I love that you said that the the There's lots of ways. Yeah, there's lots of ways that you can look back at 90s culture, like... I remember when I stopped <clears throat> when I stopped watching new things. Uh, Netflix had put a bunch of blastics on 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 their on their streaming Different service, world. and so I, I went through watching. I was watching Girlfriends. I was yeah. watching Moesha. <laughs> Mo Tether. It's the still it's one of the, the best. Moesha. Still <laughs> one of the best theme songs, girl. Still one of the it best. It goes so theme hard. Song. It goes it's so hard. hard. Right next to Fresh Prince. Exactly, and I remember watching it and being like the. My favorite character on Moesha is Countess Vaughn. 
Girl, she is the star. She is the show. She is the moment. She mm, is hilarious. Wait, what was that one song? What was that? What, what was that one song? Oh, Danielle, um, please. What, uh, Mama killed him. Mama killed him. Mama wait, killed him. No, 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 no. Uh, no. What was the other one on? Um, what can I do when they were in the western? <laughs> Maybe a shelter. You might think you know me very well, hey. but you don't know me. Uh, bitch, that was the show. She is so Girl, she is an unsung hero of '90s right pop there. culture. Uh, she could sing. There's this video of you know Vibe magazine used to have a talk show and Sinbad yes, was the yes, host. Yes, Countess Vaughn was on that show with Usher. And they had a riff off, and she sang them like it what is arguable who won. We, I remember, I do remember, like looking like the Parkers had blew up, and then Nikki did, I think, Queens of Comedy, and then mm-hmm. she kind of like boom, and I felt like Moesha, like Brandy left, and then mm-hmm. Monique left, and Countess mm-hmm. had like no one, and was yeah. Brandy's bad lace front, yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, girl. and doing her impressions of Jill Scott, girl. But on the show, like it's like every other joke is a fat joke. It's Very a true. it's a joke about ob like her being fat, and yeah. th- that wouldn't be okay today. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, I, it makes me feel good to know that we've come as far as we have with like the body positivity movement and that sort of Not thing. Not Charlie Bray can't be remade either. Oof. Bitch, I went back and watched it. I was like, we could never do this again. No, <laughs> never do this, girl. All of Mexico, bitch. All of California would come to kill them, girl. It would be horrible. Right? That but then there are chick, the other things on the other side where yeah, it's like, girl. culture hasn't moved at all. Like what you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, we'll, we'll you know? be like, um, yeah, it's so crazy. I think, you know, because for me, if you just look at, I would say past 2000, when did the, 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 I was about to say the depression, 2000, I would say past 2008 on, I would say that's when like black television really went away. And I would mm. say, if you just look at black television, you would almost kind of think in some ways that like we're doing okay, like we've kind of progressed, but then in some ways you go, not when we think in comparison to like how our show Living Single gave right. life to friends. And then when my right. friend told me how the cast of friends at such and such season demanded that they get paid a, a million some odd dollars per oh, no, episode. Hey, baby, I said, I cried to be perfectly honest. I yeah. was wrecked. So yeah. it is, I don't know, with all of it, like, Anyway, that's a whole separate conversation. Okay, so you, so what are other other shows that like really, um, where I would say it was like almost not a uh, the bittersweet kiss where it was like, oh, this is lovely, but also like uh, we can maybe revisit the f- frame of this, but the internal workings need to go away. Like I think a different world could come back, or like the Parkers could come back in some. I don't know if we could have another Monique, but no. she can come back. <laughs> no, she ain't working so. really, but you know, she can come back. She can come back. She did get her Ivy Park box, so <laughs> winning. <laughs> so done. Girl. Beyonce should have put her in Black as King, girl. She could have been one of those ladies in white drench washing off the little babies. Anyway, let me give you another damn question. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, here you go. Since 
you're here, we should get mm-hmm. into the talk of some old school pop culture, okay? So, Ooh. when we were younger, Miss mm-hmm. Aaliyah died. Do you remember that? <sighs> yeah. That was so sad. Two things about this. I feel like Aaliyah has given so much to pop culture. And when you look at these other stars, I'm going to even say if you look at to the stars of today, they are like wearing replicas of Aaliyah, right? However, I feel like the culture does not recognize or honor her death. Like, so how how do you feel? How did her death impact you? Like, I was wrecked. That's what I, I learned wrecked. about the Illuminati. I was wrecked. I I remember I was like a teenager, like an early teenager when it happened, I feel mm-hmm. like. Maybe like 12, 13 or something like that. And I remember my sister knocking on my door and being like, and me being like, you know, in that phase where I was like listening to like emo punk music and was like, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> Did you have the little, and she was like, I, okay. Did you have the little scene haircut with the little I scene? didn't have the scene haircut. My mom made me keep a Caesar, but, and I'm really <laughs> happy she did because I definitely would have with my little studded Hot Topic belt. Um, but she knocked on the door and was just like, and I was like, go away. And she was like, I just wanted to let you know that Aaliyah died. And I opened the door and was like, you really shouldn't lie about that. And she literally <laughs> had like the newspaper. And I was, I was floored. I was floored. Right. And I, she was, she was like one of the people that like I really, I mean, if you think about R and B in the '90s, you had three mainstays: you had Alia, you had Brandy, and you had Monica. Very and true. You were able to like find bits and parts of yourself in each of them, right? Very like, true. When I ran into a situation where I needed to tell somebody off, I like pulled my in- inner Monica up. Very like, true. <laughs> you know it was Monica because Monica. Right. Exactly. <laughs> when I was going to talk to my teacher, I pulled myself up and felt a little brandy-ish. And when I was hanging out with my friends, I wanted to be Aliyah. I wanted to feel as though I was cool. I was effortless. Bitch, I like her dancing style. Bitch, that I sweet thing. And her um I loved her choreographer. Um Fatima yes. Robinson. Yeah. She she was so dope and all the she uh, didn't even look like she was trying, but it was so r- smooth. It was so smooth. It was so ah, smooth. So um good. and that Aliyah album was just Oh. Did you sleep on the wrong so side? Good. I'm catching the fat five. And this we video resolution. My, oh my that God. video could come out today and it would look fresh. It Baby. Would look fresh. She was Baby. a visionary. Baby, when I look at her and, and she did that whole snake thing and then we see the yeah. other one who who used the snake in her video and it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. Bitch, I'm sorry. Aaliyah, baby, she did me that. We need a resolution. Dust yourself off and try again. Back I, and back and forth and forth. Right? Bitch, and forth like, and oh, forth. And baby. I, think, I think the issue that, I think the reason that, like, you have a bunch of the girls that were popping in the 90s and everyone knows when um a new girl is making a reference to them and i think a lot about like normani's video motivation she's making references to 90s and 2000s they culture all over the place and it's really easy to understand oh that's a britney moment Boom. oh that's a beyonce moment Boom. um the issue with alia is that <sighs> i and i don't i'm not a lawyer i don't know nothing about that all I know is that her music doesn't exist on streaming in the same way that it's everyone else's music does. Because her uncle Barry is Hankerson. trash and right. has the rights. And I go, now this is the the thing to me. 
wouldn't you want it streamed so you can get a paycheck? Right. And so I don't get it. And it's so like if we're in a day where now where the kids, the youth, them are not buying physical CDs, they're Very only true. going from streaming service to streaming service. Then it's impossible for her, her legacy to live on in the way that it should, yeah. you know? And it's so I just so, uh, hope that her her music exists on streams. We need, soon. all right, family, we need to touch and agree, as the old folks say, but it is <laughs> join hands and pray. We need to bind and rebuke this strong. We need a girl. resolution. Because can you imagine if they, bitch? <laughs> I, like, I live when you go to, like, a pride somewhere in the dirty south or in, like, oh, surprisingly, Rhode Island had a pussy-ass pride, bitch. Really? <gasps> um, bitch, I was <laughs> bitch, it was horse, bitch. I had my live girl. The music was rock. Anyway, um, I feel like when you go to like not the major ones, but the smaller ones, where it's more of like a block dance party, and then you're mm-hmm. dancing, 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 all of a sudden you hear like, "We need a resolution," or "Dust yourself off and try again." I'm like, oh, nineties, mm-hmm. like, baby, you lose your mind, mm-hmm. and you're like this. Is it? And you look around and, and you, you like who else immediately know? know who your friends are because they're yes. doing the choreography yes. full out. You know? Very, uh, very uh. much, very much, very much. Okay. Now, since you've done your research, do you feel that the Mariah Carey, you know, I don't know her, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she ever got jokes? Yes. Do you think she ever got justice for Glitter? I think she's starting to get it now. I think more and more people are, and we did an episode on this on Back Issue, um, where I had to convince Tracy. <laughs> she was like, she had never seen Glitter before, and I was just <gasps> like, what? So, um, uh, Glitter is... Baby, if you like, tell them. If you liked, um, what's that movie with uh, Lady Gaga? Uh, uh, a Star, a Star is Born. born. Baby, if you like a Star is Born. Baby, it's the same movie. Baby, and it's Mariah the same movie. Ca- Bitch, okay, with this is my dad. More fire soundtrack. Thank you, thank you. Like, okay, first of all, I didn't know that Mariah Carey was not the originator of um, what was the song? Yeah, let you take. Me, me, uh, uh, <laughs> I know what you want, bitch. But her version is the one, baby. Fire. It hits. Fire. And what was the song she sings at the end Last when night he dies? Last night my life. Oh, Funkin' for Jamaica is my favorite one. What's I the... love Frank, Funkin' for Jamaica. Oh, I my love God. the song that they take her away. You're never too far. No, 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 no. Never it, too far. It, is that the song when the police or whoever come to take away from her mom? It's either. Um, never too far, or is it the one where she does that crazy run that's like twenty five seconds long? I she, all I know, she's a little guard, like little girl, like her mom lit the cigarette, fell asleep, and then right. they're picking uh, her up. Uh, what's her name? Valerie Patterson. I think? Her, yeah, Big Dee Dee. But they're <laughs> picking her up. They're Half picking Mariah up and put her in the mm-hmm. car, and she's looking back at her mom, and there's a song playing, mm, and then the I think song. It's never too far. Yes, I, which is the same one that she sings at the end. You're the, mm, with, with me. me. Bitch, I cry yes. every time. Yes. 9-11 is the true reason why it didn't get. A thousand percent. Have you ever seen that picture of, it's a, it's this picture that's gone viral a kajillion times. And it's of a subway stop in New York. And above the subway stop is the glitter promotional picture. And then above the poster, you can see the buildings. Like, up in smoke. Wow. 
And it's wow. like she got blamed for nobody was going to see movies that week. Nobody no. was going to see no movies. Um, but like I really is the movie is the movie like a great like it's moment better than lesbian acting. Like no, no. Is it fun as Nick. fuck? Yes. Yeah. Is the bitch, soundtrack like, fire? Yeah, yes. Bitch. Are the fashions amazing? Yes. Right. And also the brat is hilarious, baby, baby. I have never, bitch, I have never loved and hated a white man more than the man that she was in love with at the end of the movie, bitch. What was his name? Dice? Oh, girl, I don't know. Something, bitch. But Dice. I was like, pissed was that like, he died, bitch. Yeah, she, I didn't like that. that. Cr- bitch, she cried like Denzel, though. I had to give her props on them teeth. Yeah. She did But do I that. do think, I think she's getting more justice now because more people are finding out about the origin of, you know, what... People thought that that was like a semi-autobiographical movie. Like it was mm-hmm. about her coming up in the New York clubs, finding a record producer, getting a record deal, falling in love with that record producer. And around that same time that that movie came out was when she got divorced from Tommy Mottola. And she was Are still... Are serious? Yeah, she was still signed to um, that record label. And this is also around the same time as the origin story for the I don't know her with J-Lo thing because J- Tommy Mottola was calling Irv Gotti <laughs> and Irv Gotti said this on Jesus and Mero, I want to say, um, calling, he was hearing Mariah Carey tracks from the soundtrack. Like, for example, the lead single from the, the lead single from Glitter is a song called Lover Boy. Mm-hmm. And the sample at first was this song called this song called uh Firecracker. It's a disco mm-hmm. song by the Yellow Jacket Orchestra, I want to say mm-hmm. the band is called. Tommy Matola allegedly heard it and snatched the sample and used it for the original I'm Real song for J for J Lo. So Mariah had to at the last moment find a new sample, and that's why she used the cameo candy sample, which I love. But if you listen to her new album, the uh, rarities, I think she calls it. She she included the original version of Loverboy that has the original sample on it, so you can go listen to it. Gaggy, because <laughs> I'm real the way you are. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that she was getting divorced from Tommy Mottola because I thought by the time Honey came out, I thought she was done with him. Right. I, I remember a lot of people saying that like the music video was her breaking out of Sing Sing. Which yeah, is what girl, because she, she was house. like. She was very black then. Like, that's when Mariah became a black woman, okay? <laughs> she let that perm, girl. She said, give me a blowout. She said, bitch, I'm showing these black hips, this melanated love- skin, girl. She is us. I love Mariah so much. Okay, here you go. I'm happy that she is getting, because I really did. Like, once, I was in London when I saw A Star is Born. Mm. And I think because I was in London, it was powerful, uh, mm-hmm. It was like, oh my god, you know. Oh. I love uh, the Stars Born. I thought it was great. It was great. I'm not gonna lie. Shallow, love it, bitch. I have. Never I also seen- love that song that's supposed to be the stupid songs. Like, why did you like? What you gonna do with an ass like that or something like that? I thought it was really cute. <laughs> it was Let really me go fun. back and listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I did think that maybe because there was a country aspect and I felt like there was a dissonance mm. with the music. You know what I mean? Mm. G- mm-hmm. Just generally. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I can appreciate, but I didn't feel like it was I was included in that. Like, I feel mm. at least the music in Mariah's, I felt like, oh, bitch, yeah. I'm there. I'm in the yeah, club. I'm at the all... arena. Like, it was all yeah. us. Yeah. It, was it sounded bad. like, like, uh, 
Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It sounded like Prince. It sounded like like Climax. Oh, it sounded like all the like the songs that your mom gets up on Saturday and starts cleaning. When it's time like, you to know clean the I mean? house, that part, <laughs> bitch. When you hear, I, uh, bitch, go get the disinfect. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, people to this day are still obsessed. With one of my favorite movies. I took my mama to go see this movie and she freaked out. I'm gonna give you a little bit of this one scene. Okay. Okay. So they are walking the individual to meet somebody else. And then there's this one song, bitch, and my mama freaked out. And it goes, It's the Matrix when they bring Neo. What is the song? It's the song when they bring Neo to meet like Trinity in the club. Uh Hey, you made it. And it's all this latex and shit. My mom was like, what in the death? We bind and rebuke all of this. But it's one of her favorite movies, girl. (laughs) Oh, and my mama got a prophetic word out of, girl, my mother, the Lord was speaking to my mama. I promise you. Girl, when uh, Neo and Morpheus get to that part where he has to hop across from one building to the next, and, and Morpheus mm-hmm. goes, you got to get mm-hmm. rid of fear, doubt, and disbelief. She was like, hi yeah, 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 yeah. Not in the middle Come of the good good about it. Like, good. Like, bitch, she had a full praise break. I'm not lying. Love it. And then, uh, do you remember, this came out in the 90s too, uh, I Am Joe. What was that movie with? Uh, I Am I am Joe. That it's the movie it? with, um, it's the movie with, uh, who's the lady from, um, Ange- not Angelina Jolie, I am, it's a, the, this white woman, She she's a Marine, and she needs to, like... G.I. Jane? G.I. Jane. That With Demi one. Moore. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. Where she shaved her head? Yes, girl. My mom got a prophetic word. And, hey, let it oh, go. okay. I am a... Cha- you know, very good. <laughs> so anyway, people are upset. Uh, why does this uh, film mean so much? The Matrix. Why does the Matrix film mean so much to people still to this day? Uh... I have a confession. <gasps> Get the door. I've never seen The Matrix. You know what? This was so cute. <laughs> and it was so nice. I felt like we were connected. You know, Black people you know, have many but, Black friends. And I was like, oh, I got a new brother. Just shake. Wait a minute. One pause. Thing, one th- pause. I, you, you know pause. why? I, you know why? why I didn't see it? Because, and this is real. Because Aaliyah was supposed to be in it. And I remember being like. The first one? Yes, she was supposed to be in it. And I think the role that she got replaced with was Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. That wasn't the first one, though. Jada that Pinkett wasn't the first wasn't, one? No. Jada Pinkett was in the third one. Oh, was that the third one? Yes, because that was the same time that she had just... She, boom, she had filmed Akasha. Queen of the... D- Queen of the... Bitch! D- Look! Bitch! Look! She was only in the film for like for 20 seconds, seconds total. Total. But she if made you it put all, count. But baby, she oh made my it gosh. Count. I have never wanted fame so hard in my life. I said, uh, Jesus, I know I had made a covenant with darkness that day, bitch. I okay. wanted to be her. That movie was so everything. Mad. Uh, that movie everything. Was everything. Um, yeah, I never saw The Matrix. I'm like no, one of those people. Can we jump back to the conversation? Because I can't speak on that last part. Because I'm trying to figure out me <laughs> there's like that one i think that was like the fourth one where I, okay 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 i just me... i'm one of those people where it's like love being a part of like as you mentioned wendy williams as wendy williams would say love being part of a movement love like you know 
But like once the ship has sailed and we're on like the second or the third one, I'm mm-hmm. like, <sighs> you know, yeah, like yeah. for example, like I have I had never seen one Marvel movie ever except for Black Panther. When you, Black Panther you, came out. I, mean, I saw you that. Ain't missing much. I mean, well, but I mean, just I started the watching WandaVision. Are... Do you watch WandaVision? Wait, is this the show, the black and white show on Disney Plus? No, on Disney Plus. Yeah. WandaVision is is the Girl, show do you know about this whole time I thought it was about Wanda Sykes. You know what? I wish it was about Wanda. I Sykes. really thought that. <laughs> okay. I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's okay. like this TV show that's a spin-off of that whole Marvel universe. And so now, finally, in 2021, I'm going back to watch all the original Marvel movies. Um You know, you know what? I think this. This is probably the best thing. It's the best thing that you're at least paying $12.99 and you can watch all of them instead of paying probably close to $100. Because, yeah, they're cute. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm ready for, though? What? I'm ready for there to be another Black superhero film. Um, I need a Storm origin movie. Baby, I thought they already had it because I remember the previews of seeing Storm as a kid in sand on a beach during the Wolverine, and then nothing ever came of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I really agree. I think, have you seen, it's a TV show, it's called Black Lightning. <gasps> no, my parents are obsessed with it, though, it and I need good. to get on it. It is I heard good. it's good. I really feel like if there is some money put behind that, like, yeah. it would be right. The actors are good. I like they're They're banshee kind of actors, so it's not like... <laughs> Here you go, because, you know, us black people come in so many different uh, classes, forms, and, and shades, you know, whatever. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're, like, trying to play on right. hood. It's, you know, right. but they're so sophisticated. They're very much mm-hmm. like, no, nah, bitch, you better move. I'm going to zap you out of here. Yeah. Shazam! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> They need to write that. you apart. Girl, that would be so good. Uh, well, we'll both <sighs> be in it. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Join deal. Boom. Um, well, since you didn't watch The Matrix and you don't know why the people are going up about it, what would you say mm-hmm. that is like two of your life, just in, in closing, what are two things that you would say that we should check out, rewatch, re-listen to um, from the from the 90s and 2000s? That would just be edifying, good laugh, good heartful, you know, things that make us think and 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 be better. Um, here you go. I will say for me, uh, I love the episode of Family Matters where uh, Laura, ha- uh, I was about to say Laura Hackett, Laura Winslow sings a few stolen Special moments. moments. Yeah, and I love that one. I also love the one where account. Eddie sings with Tracy Spencer. Yeah, That was a good episode. Very, very, very that. Um... There's a lot of chaos in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that makes me feel calm is watching other people argue about things that don't matter. <laughs> so one of the things that I actually really love to do is to go back and watch old episodes of The View on YouTube. Because <laughs> the past is in the past. We can't change it now. But it's fun to watch oh my these people with these really strong ideological um, perspectives go back and forth and all the different lineups that The View had. Yes. Like, 
with like Sherry and Whoopi and Joy and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And then when they tried to bring Raven on and she got read by um, Ann Coulter, like it's just, th- there's a lots of really big moments that are, are, are really fun to relive. And then the other thing that I've been doing is revisiting old music. Like, um, I've been, I told you I was listening to a bunch of gospel music. That always makes me feel a lot better. And I feel like uh, a lot of times when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> I doom scroll. And I like, <laughs> I'm like, part of my anxiety is like, if I know it, then I won't feel bad. And then <laughs> I know everything and then I feel bad. And so I have this like ritual where I listen to Sounds of Blackness. In the morning, when I wake up, what and is I'll that just one song that they have? That, Optimistic. Oh, oh. Yeah. Wait. What's the other one? Don't they have this song? Yes, you have a place in my heart. Okay. Even if you go away, yeah, I always have a place to call. Oh, oh, oh. Live, <laughs> I live, girl. I live. Times of blackness. Wait. Did your mom listen to gospel jazz music too? Oh, I, my mom listened to. <laughs> Anything that was on, so I grew up outside of Los Angeles, and we had this radio station. We she listened to gospel music, but her her main squeeze was uh, we had this radio station called ninety four point seven The Wave, mm-hmm. and they had this jingle that was like ninety four point seven The Wave, and it was like all Sade and Anita Baker and all that stuff. <gasps> Girl, that was her jam. She's I want to go listen to some Anita Baker right now. Always. Oh my gosh. Those are my recommendations. Go, my recommendations are to go watch old clips of The View on YouTube Mm. and listen to Anita Baker. Boom. If you have a gaming system, uh, which one would you tell them to play from the 90s or the 2000s? A gaming system? Like an electronic gaming system? Mm hmm. Yo, me and my best friend, Danny, used to always go back and forth because she always had Nintendo systems. And I was always so jealous because she had a Nintendo 64 and we would go over there and play Mario Kart and I would not be as practiced as I knew I should be. (laughs) Right, because you got to practice for that game. Exactly. But my dad loves sports, so he used to always get either Sega. Remember the jingle was like, Sega. Sega. (laughs) Or PlayStation. Because he wanted to play, like, Madden and all the basketball games and stuff like that. So I learned to play, like, Sonic and, like, Crash Bandicoot. But I was always so jealous that my best friend had Nintendo and could play all the Mario games. Oh, so good. Ah, Mario Kart, bitch. That was good. (laughs) Remember you would hit the little thing and a mushroom would come out and you would get some wings Uh, and you would fly? Oh. The good old days, like those were the good old days. Josh, this was so great chit-chatting with you. Please let the people know where they can follow you and stay up with you. So you can follow Back Issue at Back Issue Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Regarding Josh on Twitter and Instagram. Family, this was amazing. We're going to have Josh back on the show. This was fabulous. (laughs) This was a key to the key to the key to the key. Thank you so Uh, much for joining. Thank you for having me. Allie. Girl, now it's your time. This was cute. All right. We want to hear from you. Please call us, email us, text us, voicemail us. The number is 818-252-9468. That's 818-252-9468. Or email us at aceofheartspod at gmail.com. That's aceofheartspod at gmail.com. 
And we will hear you next time on HeadGum. That was a HeadGum Podcast.